Like it's the opposite of high school musical. Oh, okay. We Where do, like the acapella yeah. band is the cool kids in school and the uh, football team is like, why would you wanna I'm Robert Therrell. I'm Chase Bridges. And we both want to be screenwriters. So listen along as we find out how. Each week we'll outline a new short film. And maybe even write some of our favorites. This is written by Chase, how are you doing? What's up, man? I'm all, I'm all right. <laughs> Just stumbled in here. We saw yeah. you. Yeah. Yeah, I've been here about 25 seconds. I'm lying. I've been here a while. We've been we've been working on stuff for Sing With Fangs. Dude, I'm, I'm excited for that. We, uh, we'll, we'll be announcing a release date really soon. I know we've been talking about it for... 30 I don't episodes. know how long. Yeah, yeah. about that long. 30 yeah. weeks. <laughs> Interesting. Today, we have a guest. We do. We have a guest. Ladies and gentlemen... <laughs> Today, we are honored with the presence of today's guest. This dude is a writer, an actor, a stand-up comedian, an improviser. You might catch him perform it downtown, whether it's his, his improv acts or in his band Phantom Ships. Uh, he was also awarded Best Videographer in the Upstate. One year, I forget which year it was. He has impeccable style. He's wearing the A24 Uncut Gems Adam Sandler t-shirt. Give it up for Chris Freeland. Hello, everybody. Glad to be here. Uh, downtown Greenville, South Carolina. Not your downtown, wherever you're listening. <laughs> yeah, there are a lot of Greenvilles out there. <laughs> he's not but... just going to show up in your downtown. I mean, you, you don't know, know that. Yeah. Coming to a downtown near you. How you been, Chris? Yeah. I've been good, man. I've yeah. been good. How have y'all been? We've been all right. We're, we're just trying to get, get this short out here. Yeah, Robert speaks yeah. for me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm also well. I'm curious, though, what do you consider yourself? Because, like, Robert called you a, a writer, an actor, a comedian. What, what would you call yourself? That's a, that's a very good question. Well, I'm a good interviewer. I guess, so like, I, <laughs> <laughs> uh, man, that's tough. I feel like I would love to say writer, but also I feel like I don't successfully write enough to call myself that. If I had to put, like, whatever would be first in the multi-hyphenate descriptor, mm-hmm. I, maybe stand-up. Okay. I think because that's what I do the most and I feel the most comfortable that's what you're like, very passionate about too, right? Yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah, I think stand-up would be the first in the uh, the multi-hyphenate. <laughs> you're also a very successful, like videographer, though. You're that always, is true. Yeah, I think he's the best videographer in the upstate uh, for one year. <laughs> for like, I think, it was, I think it was 2017, and I did not enter myself. <laughs> I don't know who entered me. It's still an achievement. It's still an achievement. I, probably more of an achievement that I didn't enter myself or promote it at all. Just, wow. Yeah, they just looked at it and were like, wow, this dude this is... Guy, he's, it's just off name alone. They're like, that's a good name. I've been on a set with you for the So Crispy Media shoot, and that thing has like 30 million views or something yeah. like that. And that was all you. I give I give you 100% me. credit. Yeah, it all goes to the... I was, I was PAing on the my, most of my job was making giant paper airplanes and like rolling up sheets of paper it really in was. between takes. And then uh, we spent like four hours tearing down everything. I did not leave. I was the last person that night. I didn't get done till like three in the morning. That was a long day. That was a long day. It was a very long day. All worth it for that, for that 200 30. bucks and 30 million <laughs> views. <laughs> Thanks, Unreal Engine. <laughs> 
Hey, we got some free stickers. Uh, you got free stickers? I got a free sticker, yeah. Well, I was I was talent. Yeah, you were talent. Uh, well. You were the you were the face of the operation. Oh yeah, no, I was I was I, was, I had solid 10, 15 yeah. seconds of screen time. You was student number five. <laughs> I believe we had some questions prepared. Yeah. I mean, first of all, I'm curious, like you've mentioned, you've tried to write a lot and you've failed a lot. I, I personally, I feel like that's most of what writing is though. So 100%. I don't think it's fair to not call yourself a writer, but like what, what kind of stuff have you written? Oh man, it's tough. I fluctuate a lot. I love currently the thing I'm, I've been working on right now is a horror script. I've written a couple like short comedy scripts i have a lot of outlines that have not made it to script phase for like crime uh films nice but yeah right now i've just been in a big horror mood watching a lot of horror movies i was like i'm gonna try to write some horror yeah me too me too now i'm not just jumping on you guys as man like i I have been i don't think Uh chase even knows what horror is Uh, (laughs) when i say horror i mean scooby-doo two monsters unleashed that's i mean (laughs) we stand a legend I was I literally watched that the other day. That movie rules. Yeah, so Wait, really? <laughs> do you see me post about it a lot? I feel like I do. That's probably okay. what inspired me to watch it. I did, it was like in a suggested HBO Max thing, and I was like, why? Not, why not? Why not watch Scooby Doo Two? I get DMs all the time from like Church Stories fans, and they're like, "Hey, I watched Scooby Doo Two: Monsters Unleashed because of you," and I'm like, "Do you love it?" And they're like, "It was all right." <laughs> and then you're like, "All right, unfollow me." Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what What movies do you think are like your biggest influences as far as like what you what you want to create? That's a good question because I feel like I think one of my one of the biggest things for me is I'm like I never know I'm always like sometimes I'm like I want to write horror stuff a lot of times I'm like I want to write crime and then sometimes I'm like I want to write comedy so I kind of bounce around between those three but like I feel like the movies that have influenced me the most are like I I know it's like a real film bro movie but I love Donnie Darko like okay. so much that's like probably my favorite movie like that and like the Blues Brothers are like word and word. That, those two and then i don't know if you guys seen francis ha but i feel like oh, yeah yeah the three most different movies but i feel like there's just things in all all three of those movies and i'm like oh this is like the best this is like what i want to do have you thought about writing a horror movie that is like the blues brothers but involves crime it's a good question. You sound like a studio exec. <laughs> well, I mean, like, yo, <laughs> this Blues Brothers movie is popping right now. Can you make that funny and scary? Yeah, I mean, it's the three things it's that like you It's like the Gremlins 2 sketch from Keen Peel. <laughs> yes. It's in the movie. So you do stand up a lot. That's uh, true. I would, I would argue you're the funniest person I know. And I, I know Robert. No, I'm just, <laughs> no I, I genuinely, I mean that. I think you're the funniest person I know. Uh, what goes into your process of like writing stand up? Ooh, I think I feel like when I first started, I was really trying to write like real joke jokes, mm-hmm. like real setup punchline stuff. And I feel like stand up didn't click for me until I sat down and I was like, what are the things that I would be embarrassed to say out loud? <laughs> like that I would never tell anybody. Yeah. And then once I was like, well, that's the stuff. Just think about something so embarrassing you'd never want to tell anybody or talk to, like talk about in public and then just say that on stage. And then it's usually like, I'll think of something like personal that I'm like, oh, that's, I don't want to talk about that in front of people. And I make myself talk about it in front of people on a stage with a microphone and basically just kind of like taking something like a story or a feeling from my life, talking about it on stage and working it out there. And then you just kind of slowly chisel away at it until you, it kind of fits into a joke format. Like the more you tell it, the more you figure out like, oh, this part's funny. This part's not end with this part like build up to this pause here. Yeah. Just basically finding a good, funny story that might not work as a joke. And then you just kind of slowly 
morph it to fit into kind of like a joke rhythm. Yeah. That's kind of like usually what I do. Interesting. And do those ideas usually form in like, you like write ideas down in a notebook or do you just jump on stage and try stuff out? I should write them down in a notebook more. I try to. Mm. Mostly I just like, when I have a good enough idea, it'll just stick in my brain. And like, if I'm just driving around, if it's a good enough idea, it'll just be kind of like playing in my yeah. brain for a while until it's just in like, I just got it. Yeah. Um, it's usually, I kind of go backwards. Usually I'll just think about an idea for a while and get it in my head like, all right, there's some beats here. This could be a joke. And then I'll do it on stage for a while until it really works as a joke. And then that's kind of usually when I go and write it down. Especially like, especially like writing it down towards the end, you can see it, like the whole thing there. And then you can go in and be like, all right, we don't need these words. We don't need these words. This isn't working. And you can kind of reformat it a little bit. Because usually you want like the less, uh, like the least amount of words in a joke you can like possibly have. Right. And so you get into that. I like to get it into like a format that I like and a feeling that I like. And then I can write it down and go in and be like, all right, yeah, shorter way to say that. Quicker way to say this. These don't need to be here. And then that's kind of when it really comes together. Interesting. That's really fascinating. Yeah. How how long does that like refining process take? Like that that's the thing about stand up that like makes the least sense to me that it's like you're putting something out there that's like unfinished. Like yeah. that's so scary yeah. to me. <laughs> it is it's the I think it's the only art form where you have to like write in front of people. You know, like with uh -huh. a band, you can like sit in a practice room and bang out your songs and fine tune them before like anyone ever hears them or like a movie. You're writing the script over and over again and then you're shooting it. And then it's changing then and then you edit it and you fix it then. And then like you can have as much time as you want before anyone even has to see it. But with stand up, it's like you have to do it in front of people. Every joke is kind of different because I've had some jokes where I'm like the second I thought of it, it was just came out fully formed, never changed it since. But then there's some jokes where I'm like, I came up with it five years ago and I'll be doing it regularly for like years. And then it won't be until like year five where I'm like, oh, wait, no, this is how this joke is supposed to be huh. and figured out then but it's kind of fun that's kind of the fun of it is that it's like every time you think a joke is done like you never know when like another line is going to come huh. into your head or like on stage you just kind of like riff a line improvise a line you're like oh no that's got to stay in wow so it's this always kind of like ever evolving thing that almost segues into like the other thing I wanted to ask you about, which was improv, because I've like I've seen you like perform just like completely improvised jokes. So like because, again, like this is a screenwriting podcast and like I know like Chase is a performer, but I like just do the writing stuff. So mm -hmm. it, like it's so amazing to me that like you would go into something completely blind and just like have to make those jokes up on the spot. <laughs> what was like the process it took you to get to where you are now? Because also, like, for all the listeners that, like, are familiar with our work with Shama, this is the voice of Pastor Puppet, so... <laughs> you, you've probably heard him go on for, like, a whole, like, 20-minute podcast as a character. Mm -hmm. This is my real voice. <laughs> yeah, improv is improv is such a fun, funny beast. Because, like, I also do stand-up, and you'd think, like, they're both, com like, live comedy. I think it'd be super similar. It's funny how much they're not. Like, I feel like sometimes stand-up, even though it's all written out, I always do best when I go in the most unprepared and the most just, like, don't think about what you're going to say and just go up and do it. But with improv, I think everyone does think it's, you just get up and you make stuff up. But before I even was allowed to perform in a show, like, I went through hours and hours and hours of classes and workshops and all kinds of stuff and then even when i got into a, like a group that performed regularly we would practice like every single week 
and like people are like, I was like, how do you practice making stuff up? But it's like, there's so many little things. And I think it made me a better writer all about like you work on like character, like, all right, like just thinking about a character, like, all right, if the person has this kind of voice or if they're from this place or it's in this time period, how would they react to certain things or, you know, and kind of world building too. It teaches like you listen to someone talk in an improv scene and they mention something about a world, like about the world. And you just got to take that in for a second and be like, all right, well, if this is true about the world, what else mm-hmm. is true? And how would my character react to that? So I feel like it's a lot less of just like zip zap zooping, mm-hmm. making stuff up and a lot more just like it's it's really is just writing on stage and using your um, tools as a writer as just as quickly as you can. I think you make it sound so elegant because <laughs> like I had improv last week and I would not have said what you just said. <laughs> I, I might take improv a little too seriously. No, I, I think that was really cool. And that's people can learn a lot. I mean, yeah. I'm learning. I'm just sitting here. So what are what are some of those tools where it's like as a performer, you're living truthfully in the moment. But with improv, like you are learning about the moment, like as it's happening. Yeah. Like what are what are some of the tools you're using to like create those characters? Some of the technique. I mean, obviously the one everyone knows, like the big. If it, if there were ten commandments, it'd be the first one is like yes and, which like mm-hmm. obviously like on the surface just means like agreeing and then adding something, which is true. But it's really mostly like it's not just like if Chase said your hat's blue, it's not just me being like yes my hat is blue. It's like agreeing to the reality that you're creating. Chase says, like, my hat is blue. It's like, all right, I, I agree to that. That is the reality. I won't do anything that, like, disputes that because we're both agreeing that this is the world we live in and in this world, my hat is blue. And then you got to think, all right, that and part, how do you add to that? Mm. Why is my hat... This is such a bad example. <laughs> no, Why no, is my no. hat blue? Why am I... All right, I'm wearing a hat. Is it a baseball cap? All right, that means we're probably outside. It's probably sunny. I need the sun out of my eyes. What are we doing outside? that I need the sun out of my eyes or it's like a knit cap. All right. It's probably cold. We're outside. It's cold. Why are we out in the cold? Who are we? Do we like, and like, how does that inform who we are to each other? Like, are we both dudes outside in the cold? Are we working? Are we coworkers? Are we kids having like a snowball fight? And then you just kind of like spiral from there of like, all right, my hat's blue. It's a knit cap. That means we're outside. It's cold. All right. Now we're friends outside in the cold building a snowman. All right. So we've probably known each other for a long time. If we're all hanging out on a snow day, we probably live near each other because we couldn't drive to like get to each other through the snow. All right. So maybe we're neighbors. How long have we been neighbors? Like, wow. All of that from my hat is blue. <laughs> Jeez, man. That was, that was a bit of an extreme example. No, Usually but it's a little meatier, but yeah, no, but for real, that hey, we, we bring the hard hitting guests. To exactly. by. Yeah. Only <laughs> the best for y'all. <laughs> hey, I, I wore my Adam Sandler shirt. I didn't come to play. Uh-huh. Do, you, do you like that movie? Not. I hate it. <laughs> For those, for those uh, listening, you can't see. It's an uncut gem shirt with Adam Sandler on it. I actually, in my basement of my house, have the same picture blown up and framed on our wall. <laughs> really nice. Which, uh, well, speaking of which, you just got married. Congratulations! I did. Thank you. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, was Adam Sandler there? God, in in spirit. <laughs> I wish the same man was there. His picture it, was there. Yeah. Somewhere. Uh, so you are you like you consider yourself like a film guy? Like, uh, I love indie movie. Robert's that way. Robert's a film guy. Oh, yeah. I mean, I I go the whole night. I collect the Criterion Blu-rays and all really? that stuff. I get, oh, yeah. Oh, see, I'm not that, I'm not oh, to okay. that level. Oh. I feel like to an average movie fan, they're like, oh, you watch some A24 movies. You're a fan. <laughs> but it's like, no, I don't, 
I've never seen a Kurosawa, whatever. What's his name? Uh, Akira Kurosawa. Akira Kurosawa. Yeah, <laughs> he's a film guy. He knew I've his name. seen the remake of Seven Samurai, but I have not seen uh, the. I haven't actually ever watched a Kira Kurosawa yeah. movie. I feel like my film card is going to get taken away from that. But I don't even know who that is. He every movie you like is just someone ripping off him. Really? Yeah. Yep. Like Tarantino, Star Wars, Indiana Jones. Well, is that not just the hero's journey though? Well, have you ever seen like Magnificent Seven? Yeah. That's a remake of Seven Samurai. Star Wars okay. is a remake of uh, The Hidden Fortress. Yeah. Like really? Tarantino always does like complete like shot for shot like re- okay. redoes yeah, of scenes in his movies. It's more than just story structure. It's like how he shoots a scene. Oh, wow. and, like, how have I never heard of this? Yeah. Guys? It's a lot of like, you know, old Japanese black and white samurai. Uh-huh. Mo- they're all, most of them are on HBO Max. Really? I'll yep, watch this, them. This uh, podcast is brought to you by... <laughs> HBO Max, <laughs> which you can also home of Scooby Doo Two Monsters. <laughs> also, home of Scooby Doo One. Yeah, but Scooby Doo Two Monsters Unleashed is <laughs> it is it's the, it's the they're both good, yeah. but two is better. Uh, I have one last thing to say about Scooby Doo, and then we can transition <laughs> <laughs> into the the short film writing. I wrote uh, a seven thousand word article for my school website about the history of Scooby Doo. And I, I submitted it to my editor, and she's like, I love it. She posted it. And then I got an email from one of my professors that said, why is there a 7,000-word article about Scooby-Doo on the school website? <laughs> and I was like, he just doesn't get it. Yeah, He just doesn't get can it. I, can you send me a link to that at yeah, some course. point? Yeah, I would yeah, love yeah. to read that. Can I just say one more thing? about? Yeah, can we, can we just go on a Scooby-Doo tangent real yes, quick? Yes, yes, Did please. you guys see Scoob? Yes, I did. Yes. Oh, okay. And we'll, we'll, I've got to try not to curse. How awful <laughs> oh, yeah. was that movie? You, you, you're fine. This uh, isn't true stories. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, no, not good. Did you see it? Yeah, yeah. I also, I don't like that it's part of this new wave of we're trying to like shove in all the IP we own into yeah. one movie. Yeah, Especially because you're like watching it, you're like, do kids even know who, who Dick Dastardly is? Yeah, yeah. Or, or Captain Caveman or the Blue Falcon. Like, yeah. No kid had watched that and was like, ah, I can't wait for the Blue Falcon movie with Mark Wahlberg. <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting for the Funky Phantom to show up, and mm-hmm. he didn't. Also, if you're going to try to do that with like the Hanna-Barbera characters and like, bring him in, you went for Captain Caveman and not Space Ghost? Yeah. You or gotta like go the Space Flintstones. G- yeah, the Flintstones, the little Jetsons, bit. like <laughs> anything remotely relevant. Yeah. I think we've gotten to know Chris pretty well. I think I think it's time to put all this improv stuff to the test. Yeah, yeah. man. Yeah. It's time to give Robert his bowl, his Give's fine china. Bowl. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, I was thinking about this cuz I keep on like losing spoons and like dishes. <laughs> <laughs> but then I was like, "Oh wait, one of them is here." But yeah, one's at the studio. All right. <laughs> okay. So, today we are going to write a short film about an a cappella group. <laughs> We're gonna break pitch perfect five. <laughs> what if there was an acapella group? So usually we jump into these things by me. I just start rambling about what I think about when I hear an acapella group, mm, and yeah. I think the only acapella group I've ever seen is in Pitch Perfect. I mean, because there's there's that, but there's also like the more like classic, like if you watch The Office, like what a yeah. what that one dude is in that was like went to Yale or Harvard or whatever. Yeah. Like a lot of sweat. I always picture sweaters. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. All white people. Like, <laughs> yeah, no, because a- acapella was seen as this very like proper, like very white thing. We're all wearing sweaters and going on and on. And then they tried to like remake acapella with pentatonics and pitch perfect oh, yeah, and pentatonics. now acapella is cool 
Is it? <laughs> no, it's not. But <laughs> okay, so there is no like cool acapella. However, I will argue that when Pitch Perfect came out, that was a cool movie for a little bit. That was. I, I remember seeing the first one. I used to go see movies with my dad, and my stepmom a lot. I mean, my dad would always pick the movie, and my mm. stepmom was like, "Let me pick one for once," and she picked <laughs> picked Pitch for Perfect. And me and my dad loved it, and she absolutely hated, hated it. it. <laughs> <laughs> that was a big deal in my middle school. It was pitch oh, yeah. perfect, dude. Everybody doing the riff off in the in the hallway, and then the cup song. Man. Oh, yeah, the uh, cup song. Big. Cup song got annoying. It did, but it had its <laughs> so moment. So did the Pitch yeah. Perfect franchise Yeah, when they became spies or something in Pitch Perfect 3. Honestly, I think, I think acapella people are just, they're like theater kids on crack. Yeah. Yeah. They're more passionate and annoying about this thing that is less cool than theater. But I would argue it's, it takes more talent, right? Uh, no, going in theater, you got to be able to like act and hit your marks and stay in your also, and stay in your light. Not everyone in an acapella group is singing a whole lot. Like if you're the bass, you're, you're just, just going to be bum bum bum. I was a theater kid. And my school had a little acapella group, and I was like, man, I'll never be that talented. Huh. It's like, I'm playing Lancelot and yeah. Spam a lot, and I'm over here just like, man, I'll never be able to do what those guys do. <laughs> I feel like you had it so backwards. Spam a lot is so much cooler. <laughs> I, yeah, I thought so, but man, there was something about the acapella dudes. And uh-huh. I don't know, because I, I think this was near when The Greatest Showman came out. I could be wrong, but they did like a song from that, and I had like goosebumps. I was like, oh, man, that's so cool. Maybe that was just me. You know, you know what I think would be an interesting <laughs> in is like there is this culture around acapella groups, like especially in like Ivy League schools, like acapella groups are big and they're like competitive and they go mm-hmm. and they do regionals and whatever. But uh, it's one of those art forms where you could succeed at it in college. But the moment you graduate, like well, what are no you going to do with for it? it. Yeah. yeah. And they always have a pun name. Is that kind of a requirement? I think that's Maybe, yeah. how they try to make it cool. It's, yeah. it's, it's honestly like when improv teams name themselves. It's always yeah. something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's fair. Yeah. But like I, I could imagine like there's a character that was like the best like in his acapella group. But then like he graduates college and it's like. Well, it's kind of <laughs> like the guy who peaked at football in high school. It's like the college version of that. Like yeah. you peaked in a college with yeah. your acapella group. Well, what if we took it the complete opposite direction? direction they age backwards like benjamin button (laughs) yes (laughs) and we did like it's an action movie Uh or an action short but it's about an acapella group i think that's pitch perfect three is it really yeah yeah they become like spies no way yeah yeah no they cars it they cars it they cars (laughs) toot it i never thought about it they did cars (laughs) because in my mind i was thinking like gi joe ninja turtles Uh and then Improv or not improv yeah. acapella group. No, that that is a hundred percent pitch perfect three. Which no is why way. which is why I think we need to lean in. We need to swing the pendulum back around. Acapella needs to come back to be not cool. Oh, so we need to tell the heartfelt story of someone who knows it's not cool <laughs> and they're struggling. Or what if like it could even be like you see this a lot in like high school dramas where it's like the quarterback on the football team is also a great actor. Can we get him to audition oh, yeah. for Macbeth? <laughs> like a real high school musical yeah, situation. But instead it's like 
man, this high school quarterback is good at going bum bum bum. He has a real deep voice. Can we get him? <laughs> that's, to- just, that's just high school musical. That's, that's what, man, if you, what if yeah. you flipped it though? What if it's like the great acapella artist happens to <laughs> be really good <laughs> really, at football? Really good at football. Someone football. tosses him something in class and he makes yeah. a great catch and they're like, oh, he's got it. And they're trying to get him. Like it's the opposite of high school musical. Oh, okay. We're we like do. the acapella yeah. band is the cool kids in school and the uh-huh. football team is like, why would you want to. <laughs> Why would you? <laughs> I mean, honestly, though, I did. I I went to a nerd school. I went to first of all, our, our school didn't have a football team because we weren't big enough. But it was kind of students sta- or like the population of the. <laughs> the Everyone was under a hundred pounds, so we couldn't have a football team. <laughs> <laughs> Population wise, but uh, it our school was stacked in such a way where like all of like the nerdy extracurriculars were like I was on robotics. Uh, we were nerdy enough that we had a theoretical physics discussion club at what? our school. <laughs> we had a we had a fight club where you go to the bathroom in third period and get your get yeah. dropped. <laughs> but yeah, all the all the nerdy stuff at our school like we did really well. Like robotics team would like go to state national championships, whereas like the sports team. Teams, they couldn't stack up with like any of the local high schools. Or was like, I play lacrosse, and you were like, "Get out of here, loser!" The robotics team <laughs> owns this turf. <laughs> I like the idea of just like people in an acapella band being bullies. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, this, oh, yeah. We're onto something now. That's or like good. you know, in like every football movie, like high school football movie, and it's like in a small town, and like the main character is going through the town, and everyone's like, "We're really <laughs> counting on you for Friday night's game," <laughs> but it's like we're really counting on you for the acapella tournament, yeah. like the barber or whoever. Like, and his heart's not in. It was his dad's dream. To yeah, be it was acapella his star. <laughs> but he like blew his throat out in his freshman year and couldn't finish. Yeah. So he's living vicariously through his son. And he's like, I don't, I don't want to be an acapella singer, Dad. I want to be a, I want to play in the NFL. And he's like, You'll never make it with those crazy dreams. <laughs> okay, honestly, yeah, okay. I think for a short. That's so funny. I think it'd be smart to like hone in on the relationship between the father and the son, and like that. That's like the central relationship of yeah <laughs> I, I love the idea it's like he blew out his throat <laughs> That's what oh man everybody has an uncle that almost went pro but they busted their knee yeah every yeah. uncle yep. it's uncle rico from napoleon <laughs> dynamite yeah, yeah. mine's my uncle donnie <laughs> it's always uncle donnie yeah. <laughs> it's always an adult with a teenager's name <laughs> You're an adult. Your name is Donald. Oh, yeah. Uncle Troy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uncle DJ. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. So, okay. So we have we have a dude <laughs> who is great at acapella in the acapella group. His dad is living vicariously through him. He wants to be a football player, though. We have a conflict. Like, where, where are we taking it now? Like, where, where do you think this thing lands? I think the big, like, it has to be, like, he misses the big acapella concert competition uh-huh. uh, for a football game. He has to be like at the big competition already, and like they're about to go on. But then, like, he does like the mad dash to the uh, football yeah. game, like, <laughs> and like runs on, like runs straight from the acapella competition to the football game. Doesn't put on a uniform, just runs on field in his sweater and like makes the catch yes. <laughs> and gets the touchdown. The yeah. winning touchdown. <laughs> Wait, no so these, these events are happening simultaneously. He starts out singing and then it, like mid mid giant note, he stops like, no, he runs to the football game that is happening, just runs onto the field with the sweater. Is that what we're talking yeah. about? Yeah. yeah. Okay. 
He, but like yeah. the music from the acapella competition, like while he's singing it, it's it doesn't a, stop yeah. when he runs. It turns into yeah. like the soundtrack and yeah. gets kind of epic as he's oh, running. Man. And like he gets there, he doesn't have his pads on, but like the coach puts the the helmet on his head and hits it really hard, and he's like, "Go get him, son!" <laughs> and he runs yeah. out. <laughs> oh, uh, at this acapella tournament, there are scouts from like Dartmouth and yeah. Yale or whatever. <laughs> there. Oh man! And his dad is sitting front row. There's a tear in his eyes. He's hitting the high note. Then he leaves. Yeah. Yeah. But then at the I, d- does his dad come around? Does his dad show up at the football game and is like, "I'm proud of you, son," or is it like so? Typically, I'm always a big fan of the twisting, the the romantic idea for the ending. Uh-huh. So, like in my mind, he goes on the field and immediately just gets destroyed. <laughs> just gets sad. It just gets <laughs> dropped so hard, and then like he's like, maybe I should have stayed in acapella. <laughs> what's a, what's drawing him towards the football team in the first place? Because I feel like a lot of these typical high school things that like get the quarterback to audition for the play or whatever, it's usually like a love interest or something. Like, does he does he have someone on the football team or like? Ooh, that's a good question. <laughs> like, is it just the love of the game or is it like? Yeah, I I, I think if it's the kind of thing because if we've established that it's his dad's dream, it might just be the kind of thing where it's like I don't like singing, Dad. Uh-huh. I like. Like throwing a yeah, football. He has to yeah. find his own identity. Like, he just yeah. needs to find his own identity, like <laughs> as a separate person apart from his dad. Yeah. So you think like there's like the scene at the beginning where he comes home from practice and his dad's getting on him. He just like shuts his bedroom door, looks in his mirror, and like puts on a football helmet. He like, does like the what's the like the black paint under his yeah. eyes, and, like the mirror, and <laughs> and then he's like he has a black and white picture of his mom mm-hmm. and his mom was the first female kicker for the new England Patriots. <laughs> He's like, I want to be like you. mom. <laughs> but dad, why didn't you ever tell me? <laughs> or no, like, he like finds the picture like in his attic or yeah. something. <laughs> his cousin is air bud. Wait, what, what if, if his mom died playing football and that's why his- <laughs> I was trying to think about it. Or like, yeah, because the dad has to have something where he's like, you know, I wasn't always an acapella singer. I tried football. You only go get burned, son. I'm trying to protect you. Football will break your heart, kid. <laughs> oh, man. Okay, I, I think we've strayed off of <laughs> the path. I think dad wants his son to be the star acapella singer. He wants to create his own identity. Football is not cool at his high school. Uh, all of the losers play football. Uh, but he really loves it. He's passionate about it. And then uh, we know there's the big competition. He leaves at the most important part of the song. All the scouts are watching. He leaves. He runs out of the football field. Um, you know, he makes the big catch. What if What if we do the thing where he twists it? What if, you know, we're riffing on these things where it's like follow your dreams and your heart or whatever. What mm. if the moral of this film is just not – you should stick with what you're good at. Like, maybe you like football, but you threw away a scholarship to make one pass. Yeah, maybe football is just a hobby. Yeah. It's like trains. Yeah. You can play football on the weekends. You know, I never hear it. People always do that with art where it's like you could do it on the side. But with like football, they're like, no, you got to play high school, all, all college. Day, every pro- day. Yeah. Summer ball, work, touch son. ball, tag uh-huh. ball, like <laughs> touch ball, <laughs> touch ball. Yeah, I played touch ball <laughs> for the YMCA on Wednesday night. I played touch ball at the Young Men's Christian Association. <laughs> Yikes! 
I just said the full name. Why did it make it suddenly seem worse? I don't worse? know. It just sounded like the Pope said it. I... <laughs> hey, we got a cool Pope now. Though. Yeah, because I feel like the comedy from this is the the switch of like usually the cool. What thing if the is comedy football? is like we only see him? Like tossing a football around by himself, so we just assume he's that he's never done to play with yeah. someone else. He's never played, so like this game is the first time, and of course it doesn't go. <laughs> but again, we're conditioned by like the movies we've seen to think that like yeah. he's passionate about this thing. He's definitely also good at it. Yeah, right? he's gonna air butt it. Like, yeah. and then he just gets tackled by the most gigantic dude ever but he, he ran on the field not wearing pads, pads also yeah. so he just ends up in the hospital like, oh, but what man. we could also do he gets tackled by the kid that was like getting bullied like earlier by the acapella group oh because mm. he was a bully and they were bullying this giant jock <laughs> yeah. and the jock's like i'm gonna get my payback one day and just but that doesn't make sense why are they bullying someone on the other team oh that's right yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> they traveled to a different high school <laughs> to bully their football players <laughs> okay but maybe he gets sacked and then the kid that he bullied is like looking down at him and it's like i do think you're onto something where they bullied the jock because that's funny yeah i like opening i like opening the film with the scene where it's like there's a class and we see the two distinct clicks and we're expecting the jocks to bully the acapella group but then it becomes a thing where it's like it's the other way around and that's when we realize oh wait acapella is a big Mm. deal in this world i like the idea that they bully them through song (laughs) (laughs) that somehow seems like it would hurt so much worse like you imagine you're in class and you just start hearing and they're like are they gonna bully me to the pink panther yeah. theme song <laughs> i think what one of the acapella editions that stands out the most is i watched one of the newer muppet movies and they do a barbershop quartet version of oh it, it smells, smells like, like teen, teen spirit, spirit. <laughs> wait which muppet movie is uh, this? that's the muppets uh the jason siegel jason one, Siegel one? Yeah. Oh, i've seen i saw that in theaters it's a great movie <laughs> i agree yeah. it's been a while though I mean, it's no Scooby-Doo 2, Monsters. <laughs> oh, hey, hey, I love Scooby-Doo, but You're the Muppets, a big Muppets I'm a guy, big Muppets guy. Which is Pastor... That's where Pastor... I mean, Pastor yeah. Puppet's just kind of like a... Like, waka waka, fuzzy bear. Yeah. You just kind of bring it back into your throat a little bit. It's and like, then be really mean. Yeah. Hey, guys. Do you think, in the vein of, like, Pitch Perfect or Glee or whatever, is this short a musical? Oh, yeah. I mean, it definitely has music in it. Yeah. Yeah, but do you think is he like delivering songs about himself, his, like about his feelings? Because in a high school musical, there's a song he sings about how he's got to be the real him. I got. How's that song go? Hold on. I feel like I had this idea, but I feel like there's no way to make it translate well. Of like, what if the whole world is always since we're already flipping? Mm-hmm. What if it's like everything's already song, and so then yeah. the parts that would be songs in a musical are just normal speak, and that's. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. We did an episode once where we had to do a musical and we made it about it's a musical where the main character can't sing. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Oh, it's called Flat the Musical. Ooh, that's a good title. Thanks. I'm the title guy. But okay. (laughs) (laughs) So, okay. If it, I'm trying to think if it's a short. Yeah, we got to. Can we, can we, can we condense it to like three scenes where it's like there's the opening where the acapella group is bullying yeah. them or whatever and we establish that this big event is coming we have a scene at home with the dad where you get like that pressure and everything mm-hmm. and then there's a big climax scene where he's making the decision and then the last part he runs to the football field i feel like the good thing like, 
we're playing with a lot of really classic tropes. Yeah. So you uh-huh. can cut like everything but the most important parts out because everyone yeah. like yeah, everyone watching it would be like, yeah, I know what I know these tropes. I know what happened in between. That's like, a good yeah. point. Yeah. So you can really boil it down to like okay. the most important part. Part because yeah, it's stereotypical. Yeah. Right? Like okay, yeah. we get it. He likes one thing. His dad likes the other. Yeah. So what what are the most important parts? Like how do yeah how would we distill it to even like we don't need dialogue. We could just like see through images that like this dude wants to play football. I think you were onto something with opening with seeing the jocks and the acapella group and being like, uh oh, the jocks are about uh-huh. to bully them, and then mm-hmm. they bully the other people. That's really yeah. funny. And I think you could even end that scene with like the main character like having a look of like he doesn't quite approve or maybe he helps them up or like you just kind of some kind of <laughs> yeah. something to show that like oh maybe he doesn't fully fit into this acapella world he's in yeah what if like the acapella group <laughs> yeah. they like push the football kid down they like snatch the football out of his hand and like kick it across the hallway then While they walk singing. away what if that dude <laughs> he walks back with the football and hands it back what it's if it's like, like what if they, they throw it down the hallway and then he comes back and he gives him like a hey kid <laughs> <laughs> oh, and it's one perfect pass. It's one and perfect pass. <laughs> and he, and the, the football player catches and he's like, thanks, man. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> it's like, you, you got an arm, dude. <laughs> and then the next scene would be him at home with his dad, right? Yeah. Maybe his dad, like, catches him looking at, like, a football magazine or something. Or, like, or just, like, tossing the ball, like, in yeah. his room. Maybe, gotta, he's, maybe he's in his backyard. Is this, yeah. like, Coco where this dude, just for some reason, is like, no football in this yeah. house? <laughs> I feel like there's a... Is it Herbie? Where the... The love bug? Yeah, the Lindsay Lohan. Oh, Herbie, Herbie fully loaded? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> where they're like, no racing in this house. You're like, what yeah. a specific thing. Yeah. How would I even have the resources to race? No racing Volkswagen yeah. Beetles. No racing magical sentient Volkswagen Beetles. Okay, yeah. Maybe he's in the backyard and he's playing with a football and like and he's doing like the the voices and he's like and he's like and the star runs on the field. Ah. Oh, you could even like play the audio from an actual game and then it fades yeah. in and it's just him by himself like yeah, and he's doing throwing it throwing it yeah. up and catching it himself but no but his dad has to be like hey what are you doing out here messing around with the football you gotta be doing your vocal runs yeah. you gotta be- go practice your scales yeah <laughs> yeah are we wait what if, okay I wanna play on like the coach dad like you see like these super athletic fathers that like do their own like training regiments for their oh, son yeah. like this dude is in his face it's like C flat C yeah. sharp <laughs> He's like holding up wine glasses to his face from yes. the break with his voice. Like, he's trying to teach him perfect pitch. Yeah. He has like all the tuning forks and stuff. Yeah. And, yeah. and again, it's like, yeah, you imagine if this was a football player that like like painting or something. And the dad was like, why are you wasting your time with the painting? Yeah. Throw this ball. Do do 30 push-ups. But it's like, and yeah. Maybe the dad like we need to condense this scene. So maybe we we do the thing where like, he's pushing him really hard. He's trying to train him. And and maybe he takes some scissors to the football and pops it. And he's like, you need to focus on what's important. Save football as a hobby, but you have the biggest competition of your life this Friday. And I haven't seen you warm up once. And he's like, but dad, maybe, maybe I don't want to sing anymore. What if it's even like this training thing is going on? He's not even like tossing around the football or anything. He just, he has a football on him and he's just like kind of tossing it up mm. and down. And he's just kind of looking for Lauren and not paying attention. He's daydreaming. Yeah, just he's kinda... daydreaming about the football, but he's like sitting <laughs> there. And then, yeah, I like the scissors thing. 
But yeah, I like I like just teasing it that like he's holding the football. So like we know that's what he wants to do, but we haven't seen him really in action. Yeah. So yeah. We, Except for when he threw it to the kid. Yeah. I feel like the dad's mantelpiece has to be covered in like the equivalent of like football <laughs> trophies, but it's like acapella. Yeah. Stuff, like his what? old sweater is like framed up on the wall. Oh, like, that's huh. good. It's a sweater uh, vest. Sweater yeah. framed up on the wall. Oh, yeah. gosh. And there's a, there's a picture uh, in the newspaper and it's like... Uh, Child Prodigy wins again, and it's him singing his. But then, like out. the next one was like Child Prodigy blows out <laughs> yeah. his throat. Oh, maybe the reason he blows out his throat is because uh, one of the football players uh, threw a football at him and it hit his Adam's apple, <laughs> <laughs> and that's why he, that's why he hates football. Oh wait, I think it could be the football player shoved him in a locker, and he had to scream for help. He blew out his voice screaming, screaming for, for help. help. So the next day. <laughs> oh, yeah. He has like voice nodules. Or what are those things oh, called? Oh, nodes. Nodes, yeah. Okay, yeah. I'm just I'm trying to think of how to structure like this scene. Because like I definitely like we want to hear his backstory a little. Like it would even be like maybe he's not paying attention. And he's like, hey, don't throw this shot away. I had a shot. I was like you once. I was all casual about this. Then I blew my throat out yeah. on the biggest night. And I won't let that happen to you. It haunts me every day. <laughs> <laughs> we've got we've got all these scouts coming to listen to you. We need a character name. What, uh, what's this dude's name? Tab Beachman. <laughs> Tab Beachman. <laughs> Tab? That's a cool name. That is, yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah, Tab. I won't let that happen to you, Tab. <laughs> <laughs> What's the dad's name? Uh, Tab Beachman C. <laughs> okay, Ben. But this is definitely a prodigy. Like. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Honestly, it says so much to just like, you named your son the same thing as you. Yeah. That, I never got that. That throws like, a lot of yeah. expectations. It's like, if you're not royalty and you kind of have to keep that up just for like history's consistency's sake, mm -hmm. I wouldn't do that. Yeah. He's like, Chris is like, I named my son Chris Freeland Jr. <laughs> I don't have a son. <laughs> Yet. That I know of. Or I mean, what if you, you named your son the same name as you, but then you just went on to live a very mediocre life on purpose. That so way the they son just... would just feel better. Wow. that Yeah. That's not this. That's a story for another time. Yeah, that's time. another story. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I think we're on to something. Okay. So, so like. Tab. <laughs> So Tab and his dad are like standing across from each other in the living room and they're like doing scales. Like, mur, 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 mur. He's like, oh, kid, are you rushing or dragging or whatever? Like, yeah. right, can like we flat. can we secure J.K. Simmons for this role? Oh, Is that of course. Possible? Yes. yes. <laughs> That's good. That's it. And then who should play? Who should play Tab Jr.? Who's oh. that? Who's that dude? He's like the it dude right now. He was Timothy in, Chalamet. No, not that much of an it dude, but like he was. He was in Book Smart. He was the silly dude. He was in that Netflix documentary about why our phones are bad for us. Oh wait, is it like the guy who um, Beanie Feldstein's character ends up with in Book Smart? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I don't know he's his the name. rich kid that yeah. threw the party. <laughs> the party that no one showed up to. Yeah. What else is he in? Skyler Gisonato. Oh, uh, he looks like a you dude who'd be face. in acapella. Oh, you know his face. Oh, yeah. He, uh... Wait, is he in Pitch Perfect? He's in, um... No, he's not. The Righteous Gemstones. Yeah. And he got his start in Psych. He's young oh. Sean. Nice. In Psych, wow. yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, no, that is a good... That's a good pick for this. Yeah. Okay, so... They're practicing their scales. He's tossing a football in his hand. And the dad 
is like, hey, you need to pay attention. I'm not going to let you be casual about this. We got scouts coming to this thing tomorrow. You got to get on one of these top acapella teams. Don't be like me. I blew my voice out. Yeah. points to like framed newspaper clipping yeah, yeah or maybe yeah. maybe yeah it like comes out of the why are you playing with that football you know you know what football did to me that night i blew my voice out because oh. <laughs> of a football player yeah football's the devil and <laughs> are we just riding the water boy that's what i started thinking about i was like oh nah, he didn't sing yeah you know, if sandman I, didn't sing in that one sandman. he saved that for wedding singing <laughs> And so, yeah, there would be that scene. And then it's at the competition. They're singing. We see the scouts there. Whole school's there. Maybe we catch a shot of the football game happening and no one's there. What if it's like, I assume it's all, these are all at the competition. The acapella competition's out of school. The football game's out of school. Or if like, what if he can see the football game like from a window backstage? Oh, that's fine. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, so we see that through the window, but he's performing. Maybe the song they're singing is a song about like about chasing, chasing your, your dreams, chasing your dream, <laughs> and not sticking with what uh, your your dad wants you to do. Like it's, it's super like weirdly yeah. too specific. <laughs> <laughs> and what's he's like, the, they do everything like but that? say tab. Like <laughs> <laughs> his name's Bat. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I'm trying to think of because there's got to be a song that's like. Talks about chasing yeah. your dreams. It doesn't fit with like being oddly specific, but I feel like just high hopes by Panic at the Disco is just like that. <laughs> and that's something that an acapella group would sing. Oh, and that yeah. is 100%. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. They're all doing the motions that the Buttigieg campaign did. <laughs> <laughs> I just love how that is like the token like white people song now. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, it's, I mean, hey, it's a good song. Yeah. Yeah, if, if white people are going to have a song. Yeah, yeah. Is, <laughs> it's better than the uh, the Fresh Prince theme song because that was yeah. it for a while. It's also, better we than did, as people, we didn't write that one. So. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little wrong of us to claim it. Yeah, white people usually steal things. That's and, true. And <laughs> make it. Yeah. So they're singing High Hopes by Panic at the Disco. All I can think of is in the Goofy movie when Goofy sings at High Hopes. Like, High Hopes. You remember that? Yeah. Oh, man. Also, I like uh, if we were to delve into like the rest of the acapella group, I think the biggest bully of them all should be the bass dude, because it's like his thing takes the least amount of skill, but he's so proud (laughs) that he's in the group that he's just going to stun about it. I mean, the bass is definitely like the muscle of the group. Yeah, that's true. What's uh okay wait what what parts are there? There's low there's tenor tenor there's alto soprano those are like the high ones mm-hmm. and then the bass tenor's like right in the middle. Do you, do a lot of acapella groups have like a beatboxer dude a beat or is that? Yeah. Oh yeah, I feel like the high notes are like the real snobby like exactly. they kind of like yeah. run the group. Yeah, the lead singers usually. Yeah, but I, I like the idea of the beatboxer being like yeah I run this served. <laughs> 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 Yeah, no, like as as the dude is like uh, stealing the football, he's like, <laughs> wait, no, as the football player is like running to get the ball, he's like beatboxing his footsteps. Like, yeah, he's doing all the sound effects for him. <laughs> I'm trying to look up how many members are in pentatonics, but I don't know how to too many. Yeah. But okay, so like, yeah, in this scene, we see all the scouts, we see all of the the acapella people performing. There uh, is or five. There's five people in pentatonics. Okay. Oh, that, that explains the name. Yep. Huh. 
<laughs> Were you both today years old? Yeah, I, didn't, I, I uh, just don't. I don't really delve deep into pentatonics <laughs> that often. So I'm deep in the lore. Uh, <laughs> you know, lore. Yeah, but okay. So Are they're singing anything? this song about chasing the dreams. Yeah. I think we just need some like visual cue of like I like him like seeing through the window, but it's like he's got to be looking at his dad. Than the football game, yeah. Than his dad, and this is as like if we use a popular song like High Hopes, we know when the big note is, and so it's like he's looking as we know that like this note is coming that he has to hit. Ooh, no, but, all right. So it's like him; he's looking at his dad, and like back and forth from the dad in the game. And the song is building, but we're also cutting to like inserts of the like countdown clock on the football oh, game. Oh yeah, it's like getting yeah. Cl- like you're getting that final countdown and like. Oh, his, we see that their team is oh, losing, losing too. And then, like, we're in the last couple seconds, is the, like, like that's when like the music hits that high note, and he like finally runs out. This would yeah. be such a great like sequence to edit. That's cool. The the scoreboard is really cool. Yeah. Yeah. And he's like, he's hitting that part of the song where he's like, it's his moment. Gotta have high, high. And then he's about to hit like the big hopes. Oh, yeah. but you, then you're left hanging. And then it's just dead quiet, and the whole audience is waiting. And he just looks at everybody and just bolts out the door. Yeah, it's great. And then so he runs out to the football field. The other team is throwing a pass. He goes to intercept. Maybe he like it looks like he's about to catch and then it, it just, just like falls blind. out. The second his feet touch the ground, it's just a wave <laughs> of football players. Yeah. Maybe during the during the montage with uh, the countdown and everything, you hear the announcer be like, who can save us yeah, now? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if only there was some man out there. Maybe a, a acapella singer. Some beautiful voiced angel yeah, who can save Chris this Parnell game. is playing this part. Oh yeah, 100%. And, and then he runs in. He catches the ball the second his feet land, gets blindsided, (laughs) cut straight to black, like jump cut to black. It fades in. He's in the hospital. (laughs) Oh, wait, no, it doesn't fade in yet. It's black. And then you hear like beep, beep, (laughs) beep. And you think it's, it it fades in the hospital and you think that's coming from the machine, but it's the acapella group and they start a song. (laughs) (laughs) They're standing beside his bed. No, no, no. This is is what we got to do. This is what we got to do, guys. Since it's a short, let's not leave this location. We're going to have that moment. It blacks out. We hear the beep. We think we're about to fade oh, out to the hospital. Just, it's still the football field. Yeah, it's still the football field. And then we bring back the kid that he helped out from the first scene. The kid that was like, wow, you got an arm on you. He was like, what are you? What were you thinking? What He's are you like, doing? You, said, you said I had an arm. And he was like, yeah, you threw one good yeah. pass. That doesn't yeah. mean you're ready for... You're not on the team. You have to try out. Yeah. You're not in pads. Like, <laughs> what are you doing? And then he goes... And then he looks up at his dad, who's also looking down. He's like, well, at least I still have my singing career. And his dad's like, the scouts left, son. <laughs> Now you can't go to college. (laughs) 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 Okay, if if like the short centers around his relationship with his dad, I think I think it's got to end on like it coming to some conclusion Mm -hmm. with that. So like we'll wake up. Dude was like, what were you thinking? Why were you going out there? Maybe it's like he walks up to his dad and his dad's like, why did you do that? You missed all the scouts. You aren't going to get a scholarship. We can't afford a big college. He's like, but dad, I had to try my dream. Like you tried yours. You never got a chance to try for your dream. At least I tried mine. He's like, respect or whatever. I don't know. (laughs) 
For those uh, listening, we both bumped our chests. <laughs> yes. I didn't participate. Wait, I, I could see that as like the one thing that would like get the dad to understand if he was like, look, what what's gotten you so upset this whole time was not that you didn't achieve your dream. It's that you didn't get to try. Yeah. At least I did that. Acapella was your dream, Dad, not mine. <laughs> yeah. And then he starts singing "Hurt" by Johnny Cash. I, I like that as a great like. <laughs> that's like Bender walking out of the Breakfast Club. Yeah. He's just walking down the field, <laughs> one fist in the air. I hurt myself today. today. Just like limping down <laughs> the baseball field. Still feel. Is this going to be like that scene in Hot Rod where he's injured and they're like, "Is it going to stand up and walk?" And then he does. <laughs> and, yeah. No, no, because the dad walks up to him injured. That's when they have that conversation. He's like, at least I tried, dad. And then he gets up and the whole stadium is watching as he like hobbles off. Like you in a normal view, you expect him to like applaud, but they're all just kind of like there. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) What was that? Why is he still here? (laughs) Get him off the field. The other coach is like, hey, can we wrap this up? That's an interference call. Yeah, (laughs) You just forfeited the game. Yeah, I think I think we got it. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. I mean, I would watch that. Yeah, <laughs> dude. Well, we're gonna star in it. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. <laughs> I'll be the dad. You be my son. <laughs> All right, let's go over this outline here. So we open on Tab Beachman, who is in the acapella group. They're all wearing their sweaters, and they're walking through the halls of a high school. On the opposite side of the hallway, we see a big football player, and he's looking at them. They're looking at him. They're both walking towards each other. We're waiting for something to go down. They walk up, and one of the acapella people starts laying down a beat. Another acapella person starts singing about how much this football player sucks. And the football player looks very hurt by this. Uh, a bunch of other students are being like, oh, and they're all on the side of the acapella group, and we don't know what's going on. Football player's getting bullied. And then one of the acapella people snatches the football out of the football player's hand, throws it all the way on the other side of the hallway, and it's like, take that, football player. <laughs> and they're all singing it, and they're like beatboxing their way out. All that, <laughs> but uh, Tab Beachman over there, he's with the acapella group in their matching sweaters, but he's not approving of this, he doesn't think this is right. And as the football player is looking all sad, Tab walks over to the opposite side of the hallway, picks up the football, and it's like, Hey, catch! and he throws perfect spiral. The football flies across the hallway, the football player catches it, he looks at him, and he's like, Thanks. You got a pretty good arm on you. And he's like, uh, thank, thank you. That's cool. Anyway, Tab is at his house in their living room. He's practicing scales. We uh, see in the background, there's a bunch of acapella trophies on the mantle. There's a bunch of photos of acapella teams. And there's a framed sweater on the wall that says Tab Beachman Senior. <laughs> I don't know if it's say that in college or not, but you know. <laughs> But then we, we cut to the opposite angle, and it's Tab Beachman Sr., his dad, who is making him run acapella drills or doing scales. He's like, all right, hit F sharp, ah, hit C minors, mm, whatever. <laughs> I don't know my scales, but uh, they're doing this. Meanwhile, he has a football in his hand, and he's kind of tossing it around, and he's like just half-heartedly doing all this stuff. He's looking down at the football, and we kind of hear that... Uh, you got a good arm on you. Yeah, you hear some like audio of a football game and people clapping for him. And then his dad is like, hey, snap out of it. You're not focused. You got you got the big 
what do they call it? Performance? Recital? Competition, probably. You got the big competition tomorrow. You got to be on your A-game. They're going to be the scouts from Yale and Harvard and Dartmouth and Berkeley or whatever. And I was like, all right, Dad, fine. But uh, Dab Sr. isn't having this. And he's like, hey... You you wanna you wanna mess with that football? Let me let me tell you a little something about football. You know, when I I, I could have made it big, I could have been in the big leagues, but I threw out my voice the day before that competition. He's like, yeah, Dad, I've heard this story. He's like, no, what you haven't heard, the reason I blew it out was because a football player shoved me in the locker and I had to scream my way out. And I blew my voice out and I lost all my opportunities. That's not happening with you. You aren't going to treat this casually. He snaps the football out of his hand, takes a pair of scissors, stabs it, and it deflates. And he's looking all sad. He's like, oh, no, my real dream is... The air's just being blown out of it. <laughs> anyway, we cut to it's the day of the big acapella competition. Uh, it's a very crowded room. Everyone is there. We see out the window there's a football game happening at the same time, but there aren't as many people there. Maybe get some shots of the outside, and uh, no one is on the, the home stands of this game. Everyone's just on the opposing, but uh, the performance starts. Tab and the rest of the acapella people are all singing High Hopes by Panic of the Disco acapella. Tab is looking at his fellow acapella people. He's looking at his dad. He's looking out that window. We see a shot of the scoreboard. They aren't doing well. And then as the music builds, we're just cutting between the dad, the football team, the scoreboard, the home team is losing. We see that football player from the first part. He's getting tackled. The thing's counting down. <laughs> the announcer's like, I don't think they could come back from this. Can anyone save this team? And then we're building up to the big high, high hopes for the living. And it's getting to be his part. Everyone's looking at him. He doesn't sing the part. Everyone gasps, looks at him. He's like, I can't do this. And he runs through the crowd, bursts out through the doors. Meanwhile, at the football game, the opposing team is throwing a pass. They're about to make a touchdown. And then he swoops in, still with his uh, acapella sweater on, and he catches the football in one glorious moment. He's like, yes, he's about to go run it back. And then just a giant wave of, like, the entire team of, like, 20 beefy giant football players all just trample him and tackle him. We cut to black. We slowly start to feed, fade back. We hear the beep, beep, beep. We're like, oh no, is he dead? Is he in a hospital room? No, it's a, he's still on the field. He's lying down. It's the acapella team that's making the sound effects. But uh, he's hurt pretty badly. He's groaning. The football player from before walks up to him. He's like, dude, what what were you doing out here? And he's like, you, you said I had a good arm. He's like, yeah, you threw one really good throw. Like... You still aren't ready for the football team. That doesn't mean you can play football. And, like, you have to, like, try out for this stuff, too. Like, you can't just hop on the football field. <laughs> His dad comes over and it's like, son, what were you thinking? You completely ruined your chances. The, the scouts are gone. You aren't going to get a scholarship. We can't afford school for you. What were you thinking? And Tab Sr. leans in real close. Tab Jr. leans up. He's like, hey, Dad. You know why you've been so upset about throwing your throat out? It's not its not that you failed at your dream. It's that you didn't get a chance to try. At least I tried, Dad. And then he slowly starts to hobble up. 
it's a real dramatic moment as he stands up. But then uh, the whole crowd is just kind of confused. They're like, what is this dude doing? Get him off. And the opposing team is like, get this dude off. We got it. This timeout's got to end or whatever. And then he just like slowly hobbles off the field, singing Hurt by Johnny Cash to himself. <laughs> the credits roll. Wow. I love it. Would you like to hear my, my name idea? I would love to hear your name idea. Aka player. Aka player. <laughs> that sounds like an acapella singer who just dates a lot of women. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Or it's like a it's like if an acapella dude was in Ready Player One or something. <laughs> yeah. Or it's like like an underwater oh, something. Uh, <laughs> Aqua player. Aqua player. <laughs> That's all I got for a title. Uh, what do you think, Chris? Mm. <laughs> You're the guest. Uh Sing song football man. <laughs> sing song. I like it. I, <laughs> <laughs> let's see what octave. Is there uh, something have octave? Is there like a term? high octave? Like high, high octave? octave? Huh? Mm. Huh? I kind of like that. That's, that's like a play. High on, octave. Yeah, high, high octave. octave. Okay. Because yeah, it could be like it alludes to like his big moment that he doesn't sing is like him going like high octave. <laughs> But it also like it almost sounds like high octane, like yeah. oh yeah. exactly, yeah. It's got some energy to it. Yeah. That's a good I title. like it, yeah. Yeah. And this has been High Octave, written by Robert Therrell, Chase Bridges, and Chris Freeland. And then the the music plays high, high hopes for for the, Yeah. <laughs> I don't remember the words. I don't know either. <laughs> Hey, what's up, y'all? Thank you so much for listening to that episode. Thank you so much for Chris Freeland for stopping by. It's always a great time chatting with that dude. Anyway, y'all, I got a quick update on our new short film, Single with Fangs. We've been talking about it for a while. It's our new short film, and it's coming out October 16th, 2021. Our new short film is finally releasing. If you're listening to this the day it comes out, that's this Saturday. Single with Fangs is the tale of a dude that's just trying to go on an important date but gets bit by a vampire right before and hijinks and mayhem ensue coming out this Saturday. Let's go. But anyway, if you if you have a story topic that you that, that, that. so excited about single fangs y'all if you have a story topic you want to submit that goes into our bowl that we draw from at the beginning of each episode you can email that to written by podcast at gmail.com single with fangs october 16 2021 again that's written by podcast at gmail.com I'm Robert. Chase is the co-host. You can follow me at Robert two underscores Isaac and Chase at Chase Bridges two underscores. We'll be posting all sorts of cool stuff like how Single with Banks is coming out October 16, 2021. Our cover art was designed by Taylor Logry. You can find her at Taylor Logry Design. This song right here was produced by myself and Andrew Simmons. You can find him at Music by Drew or his own podcast, Home Studio Hangout, where he discusses all things music production. And you can find our short film, Single with Banks, coming out October 16, 2021. Anyway, y'all, thank you so much for listening to this episode, to all of our episodes. If you aren't following us, make sure to do that. But we appreciate all y'all listeners and make sure to watch our short film about a vampire trying to go on a date called Single with Thanks that's coming out October 16, 2021. That's this Saturday. Make sure to watch it, y'all. Can't wait to share it with you. See you next week.